Shut up and sit down. Sharon mad, show. No, mad it's the Sharon show, company. everybody. No, it's not. It it's is the a Sharon guy show. Thing. And we're here with Tiffany. She's um, a licensed mental health counselor. You, you heard it right. <laughs> and, and, and Joe, he is actually so, the host. Am, am I? And uh, anyway, I want Sharon to be the host. I'm the co host. <laughs> and you guys are going to be listening live. And I'm going to let Joe take it because this is his show. I'm just the co-host. Yeah. <laughs> Sharon is the best co-host. That was a nice intro. I like that, Sharon. <laughs> Thanks, Sharon. So what's oh. up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in real quick. We're going to, yeah, we'll do the cake. If you mind, mind being the Vanna White in this situation. But uh, great, great to, uh, to do this again live. I love doing this show. We're episode 50 right now, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and we're actually Guy Think Podcast. Is just celebrating its one-year anniversary, so uh, it's really cool to see how this show kind of took off, and it started out in my kitchen with one microphone, and that's I love it. it. And now it's uh, Skype interviews, live shows, and just an endless amount of uh, interesting people that want to be a part of it. So it's kind of crazy and cool. He's at had the same celebrities. Time. He's had big names. He's he's the real deal, guys. He's not like a little jerk off podcast guy. <laughs> he's like the real deal. So I love anyway, I love it. Thank you for that. Um, but I'm, I'm really happy to uh, just do the show and and so many people watch it and enjoy it. So for the year in review, I just want to thank everybody that has supported my show. I'd like to thank all the guests that have been on the show, and I'd like to uh, just say thanks to you know watching this whole thing evolve from. One little tiny podcast episode to, you know, one year in the making. So thank so you guys. So exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. Thanks for so, having me. Oh, it's my <laughs> pleasure. So it's going to be a fun episode today. Before we get into it, uh, Banana, would you like to uh, show everybody what... I got the coolest family. My mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, my family. They, they got me a cool this. cake. Check this cake out. Okay, I'm going to do it very do, carefully. I don't want to draft it. Do the tilt, it. but this is so cool. Do the tilt. See, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry about my finger, but... There it is. But here we there go. There it is. <laughs> Look at this cake. It says a guy thing podcast. Do you so believe cool. that? Is that not the coolest cake? <laughs> what a surprise. Now tell us, Joe, who made the cake? This, I, th- I believe this is, uh, hold on, I don't want to give the wrong information. Oh, I get to lick my finger. But let's mm-hmm. see. This was Publix. Wow. Publix, guys. Can't go wrong with Publix. Oh, my God. So thank you to my family for always supporting me, and, and this was really cool. Love it. And uh, today's guest for episode 50, we have Tiffany Carlson. We're going to talk about therapy. She's with Gee. Begin Life. We're going to talk about different kinds of therapy, positive uh, balance in your life, how to achieve those goals with a positive mindset. So I'm very uh, happy and excited to have you on. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. You're very welcome. So, um, so I guess tell us a little bit about Begin Life and what your mission is. With uh... Sure. Um, so I started Begin Life about two years ago after being in the field for about eight or nine years. Um, I'm a licensed mental health counselor, certified addictions professional, and I'm a Florida qualified supervisor for registered interns. Um, and after working in the field for a while, I decided I wanted to do something kind of on the side and have maybe a longer term plan for my master's degree working in the healthcare field. So it's been officially two years this August that I've had Begin Life. Um, it's been a journey between the logo, the business cards, the 
office space, the marketing, the clientele. So it, it's been a whirlwind journey, but I like it so far. <laughs> Amazing. Like, so what was uh, what inspired you to you know get started? What was the big uh, inspiration? Um, well, one thing I noticed in the healthcare field, there's several things I've noticed is that sometimes um, the client care gets put on the back burner, so to speak, um, and a lot of insurances will dictate patient care. So that's one thing that was really important to me doing my private practice. I didn't want to be on the insurance panels. I wanted to just take cash pay clientele so I could really direct the sessions and it can kind of be more about what I think the patients need instead of what the insurances want. It's so true. And uh, have you worked before with insurance companies? Yes, on all of my full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what's the big difference between dealing with insurances? I know you say they kind of dictate the treatment in a way. So is that... You know, it's limiting. Uh -huh. Sometimes they'll say, you know, a patient can only get six or eight sessions, mm -hmm. or you have to submit documentation or treatment plans. They have to meet some sort of certain criteria. They can deny a claim if it's, you know, submitted at 12.01 the next day yeah. for really any reason. And I didn't want that to be the driving force of me becoming frustrated about billing and then having that kind of be its whole animal that I didn't re really need to deal with. I wanted to be able to focus on the patient care. Absolutely. I think so. that, and that's the most important thing. I I agree. Know? So, um, what are you doing there, Sharon? I must have put the camera back the wrong way. Oh, okay. There you go. Now we got sound. That's I had great. to turn the volume <laughs> on so that there would be sound. That would be important. I apologize, guys. <laughs> I had automatically, I'm so sorry. Don't would you put in that coffee? That's what but I want. But I automatically, because of being on set, I turn my phone off. You know, the sound, the <laughs> ringer. And so you guys had no sound, so you didn't hear anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, go back. I'm sorry. Thanks for fixing that, Sharon. Sharon's <laughs> on top of it. Sharon, not, not only co-host, not only actress, not only comedian, production engineer as well. So yeah, no, bad production engineer. <laughs> At least we didn't go the whole episode without the sound, so that's good. Oh, that's right. See what I just did? That was like a mental health thing. <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Been, oh, to, uh, speaking of, Jeffrey Epstein, right? Have you heard? Uh, oh, you didn't hear? He, or maybe he didn't, he just had somebody wheel him out, the other guy wheeled in, they said that was him, I'm thinking maybe conspiracy theory, but I'm diverting. Okay, okay. go ahead. <laughs> so, um, when, what was the, I know you can't get into detail of specific patients, but what are sure. some uh, standout situations with patients that you've had that were kind of like maybe a, a breakthrough or... Uh, you know, something that really stood out to you that was like, wow, I, I love what I do because I was able to do this for someone. Um, I think sometimes helping patients get to understanding what what we want them to maybe already know in our time frame on their own and being able to do it on my sort of calendar. Um, I think it's so amazing to see that change in patients with like a, a whole, I don't have a an adjective that I'm trying to think of right now, but to be able to see that their understanding um, of their own accord, what their diagnoses are, and kind of like where they came from, and to recognize some of their own behaviorals on their own that need to be changed without me kind of saying, hey, we only have 30 days to treat you, and I get to only see you once a week, so let's hurry up and kind of like get on in there, because I have to affect as much change as possible in a short period of time. So I get, I get to do that more in my private practice, and I appreciate that. That's incredible. How is it uh, working in your private practice, having your own office? It's uh, it's nice, yeah. I guess. 
Yeah. I'm not the best at decorating, so it's it's okay. <laughs> so I guess as long as you have the couch and the pillow, right? Is that... Yeah, and I got a nice window with a little water view, so I like that. And it's in like a little hallway, and I kind of like in a recessed parking lot, so it's not necessarily in a busy street. No solicitors are coming there because nobody really knows the building's there. <laughs> you're only going there if you're actually driving and you have an appointment with somebody, so I like that. Okay. You know, I I've, uh, I don't know. I know you definitely. Not sure about you, but Sopranos. Have you ever seen the Sopranos? Yes. Okay. So when I watched the Sopranos, and I saw you know Tony with Doctor Melfi, and you know having that interaction, it's like I would I would just be like, all right, is, is this how therapy is? Like, do you just sit there and just <laughs> wait until the patient speaks, or do you initiate conversation? Uh, you can do it either which way. I guess it okay. depends on your own kind of personal styles and uh -huh. your rapport with your patients and maybe what's really going on. If it's the, the first therapy session or uh -huh. their 10th session and you're kind of... What, uh, what type of patients do you see? Um, gosh, uh, typically in my full-time jobs, I've been working in substance abuse addiction. Mm -hmm. um, I did vary a little bit from that path when I moved out of state I worked in the high acuity of mental health mm -hmm. um, and then I've also worked with children with developmental disabilities okay. but I end up always kind of coming back to rehab that's a little rampant down here in South Florida so I like that in my private practice uh, the bulk of my patients are not substance abuse I do obviously have people that struggle with some of those issues but it allows me to kind of treat different things right. in the DSM and it's not just the monotony of the same kind of things over um, I'd say for me my personal type of modality and I do also put this on my website something that I'm very passionate about um, thinking disorders thought disorders um, cognitive restructuring I'm, I'm very passionate about because I know it's worked for me and I've see it, seen it change people lives. Um, it's a type of therapy called rational emotive behavioral therapy. Um, it's pretty similar to CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, but it really works with kind of understanding about people's core belief systems. They made that really cute movie with Amy Poehler a few years back with the, um, gosh, with like the emotions in that little girl's head. I can't remember the name of that movie. It was like a Pixar movie. It was so cute. Gosh, I wish oh, I could. Was it Pixar? Oh, it was yeah. an animated. It was an animated oh, okay. movie, and Amy Poehler was one of the emotions, um, and that talks about how like the core belief systems in this little girl's head kind of formulate her actions and reactions um, to the current present day, and I think that stuff is so important to be mindful and aware of. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I wish I could remember the name of the movie now. I know. We'll have to, <laughs> have to Google it. Google yeah, it. so our listeners out there, let us know. What's the name of the movie? What was the name of that movie? Yes. The Pixar movie. With so, Amy Poehler. Now, are you, a, are you a one-woman show as far as behind-the-scenes business-wise? For my private practice, yes. For private practice. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love hearing, like... It's very inspirational for me when I hear people that are, like, self-motivators and they're able to, you know, because, you know, it takes a lot to operate a business, get a business up and running, function it, Research have patience, scheduling, yeah. you know, there's a lot to it, so I credit you Thank big time you. for that. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. There's positives and negatives, working in a company with other people versus working by yourself, having the autonomy to kind of make your own decisions is so amazing, but there are times that I get a little lonely if I was just sitting full time in my private practice seeing, you know, eight patients a day, yeah. I'd kind of just be talking to myself. Sometimes you do want to staff a patient case mm -hmm. if you kind of want a you know, fresh pair of eyes on it. Um, in that case, I'll reach out to just maybe some of my colleagues and kind of give a general overview.
review of it or even my qualified supervisor that I did my hours for my internship through uh, several years ago he's really great um, I'll kind of go to them and say hey I have a patient issue kind of just want to spitball some ideas uh, and I do miss having that and my full-time job I get to have that I get to staff patient issues with the team the treatment team so it's it's kind of nice to have the positives and negatives both Absolutely. What was the craziest patient you ever dealt with? Oh my gosh, probably the ones who get physically aggressive. <laughs> uh, those are interesting, and then um, it's, it's kind of like a, a flash in the pan that is over pretty quickly. Yeah, but like I throw stuff in your office and <laughs> stuff you know, like just that. like punch holes in the walls. But um, I'd say maybe the ones who. <laughs> Uh, are really manipulative and uh, trying to get families and staff to really like believe things that they also believe uh, to be true, then it's really hard to treat somebody if they won't be honest about what's going on. Right. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Punching holes in the walls, though. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> is that uh, going on the self-pay? Because no insurance. Uh, that's more. Out. That's more in the in the substance abuse kind of industry. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So have you worked in like a medical facility before for like Baker Act uh, patients? I've not worked like on a psych ward, but I have okay. Baker Acted patients before, yes. Okay. Oh, I have yeah. the ability to do that. Mm -hmm. you made, she made Baker Act me if I have one more of these beers. <laughs> You're <laughs> next, Sharon. That's, that's a given. That is a given. Sharon, have you ever done therapy before? I, the only time, and it's weird how this is going to be a, a six degrees of, or two degrees of separation for this place. The only time I have ever worked with a therapist, on, I'll say counselor, was when I first moved to South Florida. And I moved to South Florida too long to really get into, but I had to work with women in distress. Oh, wow. And I, she was really instrumental in helping me to get a lifetime restraining order against somebody. And we are, Jesse, shout out to Women in Distress and Jesse Cohen. We are actually working on putting together a benefit here at Mad Robot Great. on Saturday it. evening, October 12th, to benefit Women in Distress. Oh, Sharon, that's and amazing. We, yeah, and we are, you know, I'm so excited to be here right now doing this. Thank you, Joe Absolutely. and Tiffany. But that is the one and only time I've ever worked with a counselor. And she was really instrumental in helping me and helping me to move forward. And um, I need actually decades of counseling. <laughs> Everybody can I'm going to take your card, Tiffany. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the only time I've ever actually worked with a counselor. I'm glad that so, you got yeah, help. And so, That's great. Maybe yeah. we'll do a podcast for it, too. Yeah, yeah, word. that would be great. Yeah. That would really be yeah, great. I think that yeah. would be great. So Jesse was a guest on the show as well. So yeah, Jesse, we'll, it's amazing. We'll all get together and figure something out. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I benefited greatly from it, and I, I'm really a strong... Um... Shout out also to uh, Tracy Pace. She's in the chat, and... Uh, I love her. She said the name of the movie is Inside Out. Yes, thank oh, you, Tracy. Oh, yay, Tracy thank Pace. Tracy gets... So cute. We gotta send Tracy a Guy Think sticker for that. <laughs> yeah. We gotta send you something Great for movie. That. Love Amy yeah. Poehler. Yeah, Tracy's amazing, and what a great actor, too. She's ama amazing. I have a lot of cool friends. We all need therapy, though, because we're cool, <laughs> Of course, I'm, I'm biased. I think everybody should benefit from I therapy. think everybody would yeah. benefit from, you know, we all have, you know, yeah, stuff. Yeah, we all got our own stuff going on. Yeah. It's good to talk about it. And, it's good to talk and about And get it. some perspective on things. It's and, good to talk about you know. someone who has an unbiased opinion and who isn't, you know, our friend, our mom, or, you know, right. whatever. Someone who just has no connection to you whatsoever and can give you, you know, just a 
clear head opinion about it. And they're so. governed by, you know, boards, laws, rules, ethics. Right, exactly. Um, sometimes I see people in my other field, I think interventionists, some of them, I don't necessarily know if there's a governing body for that. So I've heard some pretty horror stories about... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too keen on the whole intervention thing. That's just my opinion, because they have, an, to me, an ulterior motive. Hey, come on. Get in here. What's your insurance? So, you know, I don't some like are that. amazing. Don't some like are that. some are very essential in helping families do some things are, that they haven't been able to to do on their own. But it's I think it's good when there's a board affiliation and there's right. licensures and there's mm -hmm. continuing education units that hold people accountable. And I think that that's yeah, really important. Now, yeah. speaking about family, um, what's so I guess uh, obviously on your website you talk about family therapy. Mm -hmm. um, so what's a good example of a family coming in for the first time uh, that they, they're seeking help and maybe certain situations that are going on in their life but what's kind of the your technique and talking to a family and getting you know the whole family on uh, you know, communicating with each other. Sure, good questions. Um, family therapy systems are really important. If I'm initially seeing one party of the family and then one of the other family members wants to see me, um, that is a boundary issue, so I'll refer one of the other family members out to another therapist, but if they're coming to see me as a family as a whole, um, I'll certainly see them. I actually love doing couples therapy. Why is that? Uh, uh, it's so interesting to me, the dynamics of the relationship. I've had really um, eye-opening sessions, but I, I will say, unfortunately, the majority of couples therapy sessions typically end up coming in when it's their last-ditch effort to try to save the relationship, and they think that therapist is going to have a magic wand, and it's kind of, it's hard to get anybody else to want to do anything because we can't change or control anybody but ourselves. So I haven't found uh, couples therapy to be as effective. Um, typically when, when I'm working with them, it doesn't necessarily mean it's not effective in, right. a, in a general sense. Um, but I, I think it really depends on what the driving force is that's sending the couples and the families into session. Mm -hmm. that's so like, um, let's say, you know, for our listeners that are watching right now, uh, or on the replay, let's say uh, they're going through something right now with their partner, um, what would your advice be to them, you know? Communication, I think, is so important in any relationship. It could just be with the person checking out your groceries in, in the store. Communication, if you don't have trust, um, I think already there's so many boundaries in the relationship that are suffering. Uh, so if people need to work on their trust, uh, that needs to kind of be understood, recognized, that's paramount to get trust back in the relationship. I think having honesty, and honesty is not just factual honesty, it's emotional honesty. People are very cognizant of having an IQ, the intelligent quotient, but not a lot of people talk about their emotional quotient. Um, it's an emotional quotient. Somebody's maybe readiness to uh, be aware of and understanding of, having the insight of kind of how things are impacting them, their ability to self-regulate through their feelings, because we all have a central nervous system. We can all experience a whole gambit of feelings. It's not wrong to have your feelings, but if people are acting out impulsively on their feelings or have some sort of process addictions because they're struggling to accept or cope with, um, then the behaviors and the actions that can be unhealthy, those are the ones that become the problem. It's not necessarily the feelings about it, um, but helping have the communication so that 
two parties in a relationship can really truly feel heard, having that active and reflective listening with that third unbiased party that Sharon is talking about is so important because when two parties have a lot of built up tension and aggression and frustration and feeling stays for so long, when the other person's talking, a lot of the times they're not really hearing them and they're just waiting for their turn to kind of interject and talk about how they feel, which isn't necessarily wrong, but it makes it very difficult for two people to really hear each other. Right, because you're not listening. Exactly. You're just waiting for your turn. You're not listening, you're not processing, you're just, okay, hurry up and finish what you're saying because I need to tell you what I'm thinking and feeling. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not even taking into, you know, account what you're thinking and feeling. Just hurry up. So when should a, a couple decide, like, when's a, it's hard to even ask that question, but <laughs> like, like you said, sometimes they, most of the time they come to you when it's already kind of too late or, you know. When, when, anytime. Right, anytime. anytime just, even uh, when things are going mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's no wrong answer for that. True. Very true. Yeah, uh, I, I find it interesting, you know, because I have people in my walks of life that deal with a lot of issues in their relationships, and, you know, it's interesting. I did have some friends reach out to me that are going through some stuff, and they couldn't wait to uh, hear this show and watch this show because they're interested in what you have to say about Thank that. You. That was one of the reasons why I brought up, well, I'm glad you actually brought up couples therapy first. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I love doing couples therapy. I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the question is, when you do couples therapy, does it help when you're in a relationship? I think it's always uh, important to have insight in other people's. Isn't that so great if we can learn from other people's mistakes and never have to make our own mistakes? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think we could ever go a full lifetime without making mistakes. That's okay. Um, but I think it does help to give you more insight. And I think being in my profession day in and day out, um, it helps me to be more cognizant of keeping my side of the street clean. Right. Just in a general sense. Doesn't mean I don't make mistakes. Sometimes I think people have unrealistic expectations like, oh, you should never be getting angry. (laughs) If you're a therapist, you should have no problems. You should have perfect coping skills all the time always. (laughs) Wow. Imagine that. That would be weird. Don't ever sit on an airplane and tell anybody you're a therapist. Yeah, forget it. They pour out their life. You're trapped for a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't wait to get here. I have a whole list of things to talk to you about. Do you? No, I don't. I only have one... I have one, um, it's, it's probably less of a question and more of a statement. Sure. And you might be able to just give me a general answer. I've been on kind of a high for the last almost two years because I was involved in a, a feature film with Matthew McConaughey and then I made a movie, uh, you know, Bad Boys with uh, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, who also, Martin Lawrence was in that Matthew McConaughey movie, and I was working on a lot of things, and I flew out to L.A., and I did movie premieres, and I was doing all this exciting, exciting stuff. Right. And I was on a high. Sure. And, you know, my love life was fabulous, and everything was fabulous. Having a lot of sex. No, I'm, only kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I'm saying my—I don't know what the word is. My, well, everything was operating on all their cylinders. Sure. And then it came to a grunting, a halting stop. I mean, everything like went. Urgh! Um, and I almost feel like I'm in like a funk right now. Mm. Okay. And. And is that normal? 
Like, you know, the movie came out. It, it, it was the worst movie Matthew McConaughey has ever made. It was his worst box office opening. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And then when I, you know, when I got booked on the on Bad Boys, like everyone in South Florida had a shit fit because they thought it was like a conspiracy that I booked it because, oh my God, how could she book two movies? No one books two movies. It must be, you know, she must have given the director a blowjob, you know. <laughs> like it was a whole, you know, like, and now I'm involved and embroiled in this election thing with SAG-AFTRA and it's just, I'm kind of in a funk, mm. to be honest. And so is that normal? Is that like a normal thing? Because, you know, I feel like I'm in a little funk and I'm, I'm not used to that feeling right now. Like, I don't even want to get up. I came the other night to get up and perform and I just couldn't get up. Mm. Oh, you never actually I never got, got up. Because no. you texted me. I did. Oh. So you lacked the motivation to, to do it, yeah. I think? Yeah, I actually had no confidence. Mm. And that's not me. I'm like, I, I, I'm a girl and, sure, and sure. I have the biggest balls in the room. So, <laughs> I don't seriously, doubt that. <laughs> seriously. And I so, didn't. I had no balls at the other mm. night. You just lack the motivation to kind of get out of bed that day, yeah. man. So it's not so much so as it normal as it not normal because you know what's typical for Sharon. I really don't know. You I would know, know that best. Know yeah. But from what I'm hearing you say, it's it's abnormal. It's, it's atypical for what you are typically going through mm-hmm. to be almost on that high going for so long and then to hit a yeah, wall like, like that. Um, you could just be struggling with coming to terms of and acceptance of and still processing the things that have kind of all transpired. I'm working to make sense of it and find your next move. Maybe you're kind of regrouping and seeing how you feel about what's going on in your life and seeing what you'd like to do about it. You're taking this time to heal and to kind of go through what Sharon needs to go through. And that's okay. Okay. I kind of figured that. I'm like, okay, just deal with it. Do you? Which is what I usually do. Yeah. You're amazing. There you go. Positive. That's a big thing. Well, you know. You know, I usually try to be, and I usually try to be very, you know, I try to be, but, it, it, you know, you get like... You're human. Yeah, you feel like you're getting beat up a lot. And then you, you That's know. life, right? Life comes in uh, comes in waves, you know? It's right. like the weather. It's like, there's a storm. All right, you got to weather that storm. Right. The good thing is, storms don't last forever. Thank Eventually, God. the sun comes back Unless out. Unless you so. live in South Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best analogy, Joe. Yeah, I know. No, because the way the weather is. Yeah. yeah. It's know? important that you recognize you obviously got out of bed today. I mean, you're still yeah. staying connected. You still have relationships. It'd be one thing if you were completely like secluding yourself and isolating in the house and avoiding your responsibilities and not showering or going to work or paying your bills. You know, then you'd have to really look at that and say, okay, what's going on here? Um, it's typical for what somebody probably anybody who would be going through what Sharon just went through would be going through right now, if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. I just, I mean, hang on, let me get my checkbook. You're 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 going to book another gig. Watch. Of course. There's stuff already in the the works, I'm sure. The biggest thing to recognize when we're feeling some type of way, like what you're going through right now, is not shaming ourselves and judging ourselves for, hey, is what I'm feeling normal? Or I don't like that I'm feeling this way. Or what's wrong with me? Or I don't want other people to see that this is what I'm going through. Um, Because part of the self-compassion that we should be towards ourselves is instead of saying, how am I different and separate from other people's, how am I the same? Or how can I reach out to somebody that might have already 
already gone through what I went through so that they can help me. Um, or even if it's somebody they're not necessarily going to give you an answer, maybe just calling up a friend mm -hmm. and they're not even going to give you any advice and they're just a sounding board. Yeah. I mean, they say statistically people with plants and animals live longer because they're talking to their plants and their animals every day. They're not really getting advice. They're just sounding boards for them. Mm -hmm. You've got some really good friends. No, I, I have a brown thumb. Here, talk I, to the cake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's the problem. I talk a lot to my cakes and my candies, my oh, double dogs. I can't keep a plant my double alive dogs, to save my, my chocolate. Life. You have dogs? <laughs> uh, no, but the person I walk for work for has a dog Bruno so I yeah I loved I love dogs yeah I do too love and it. I and I could have pets but I just I'm never home so it's, I choose not to do that it's only hard. because I love them so much yeah I would feel so bad I spend so, so much time and energy and attention and money yeah yeah I just dogs. don't yeah Speaking of money that's a stressful thing to deal with finances yeah you know? oh finance I think for everybody is a trigger yeah so like all right Say, for example, you know, in life, you know, obviously we all have our different struggles. Well, let's talk finances, for sure. example. So you've got some financial struggles going on or, you know, you're trying to maybe coordinate how you're going to properly spend your money, pay your bills, things like that. Right. Um, and, and sometimes people get wrapped up in, oh, my God, I have so much stress because mm -hmm. I got this bill to pay, that bill to pay. Yeah. What is a, maybe a good technique for somebody to use to kind of, you know, get that balance back where they can calm down and and kind of, you know, think on a positive level where, all right, you know, let me get myself grounded again. Sure. Because that, that could kind yeah. of spiral into absolutely. a lot of different things. What would your advice Projecting be? into the future and catastrophizing, absolutely, right. they cause anxiety. Um, and it depends, I guess, what the, the typical situation would be. I'll just give this random example. Doing a break-even analysis, um, some of my patients who have maybe really ha not kept a good eye on their finances um, I'll ask them to sit down and write like their incoming finances that they're receiving in their paychecks weekly monthly especially if somebody's looking to quit their job or maybe buy a new car or something like that um, and then make another list of all their outgoing expenses their mortgage their electricity their cell phone and just kind of see how much wiggle room they really have and how long it would maybe take them if they needed to save X amount of money if they wanted to book like a holiday or something like that or uh, it's just kind of a, a good but again, if it's if it's something else, like I'm looking to start my own company, doing a break-even analysis is not really going to help you make that decision kind of thing. Um, but if somebody's making big decisions in life in a general sense, um, financers or not, doing maybe a payoff matrices is important, where you do the positives and negatives of making the decision that you're thinking about maybe making, and the positives and negatives of not making that decision. And I know that sounds almost redundant, but when you're asking yourself the question and you're phrasing it in a different way it almost elicits a different response that you might not have thought of if you just said only the positives and negatives of making the decision and not both so I don't know if that necessarily helps it does I mean I do I'll do like sometimes when I have like a really tough decision to make sure I'll actually write down the pros and cons and see what awesome. out outweighs yeah like I'm and I always praying I hope the pros outweigh the cons <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, and again, it doesn't need to be specifics to finances, but you might have your, your two lists of the pros and cons, and one list might be glaringly obvious, and it might have all the information you, you need there, but if maybe emotionally you're tied to a, a certain decision for another reason, maybe it warrants spending more than 30 seconds thinking about why we're feeling like how we feel. 
I'm not to say don't ever make a decision based on how you feel, mm -hmm. but try not to be impulsive and make decisions just based on our feelings. Right. Sometimes, true. yeah. True. I like that. Yeah, that's big. Easier said than done. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, dealing with finances is could be crazy. You know, it really could be. You know, even for people that are wealthy, you know, they a lot of people, whether you got no money or a lot of money. More money, more problems. Yeah, more money, more problems. Like <laughs> said, and it's true, you know, but like, you know, the more money you make, sometimes the more stuff you buy. And that means the more true. bills you have. And it all evens out at the end of the day. But I think you've got to figure out a way to, in this crazy world that we live in, if you're fortunate enough to make enough of enough money, right. do you have the... the the, the mindset to live a little under your means so you got something left right. over. You know, it's very tempting out there with all the advertising they have, buy this, buy that, yep. this will do this for you, this Impulse will do that for you. Impulse control. <laughs> right? Uh, for sure. It's, it's, I'm uh, guilty of that. Yeah. If it's true that, you know, more money, more problems, then I shouldn't have a problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, all right, so for you, yes. what's, your, uh, what's your advice when it comes to spending money? What's one thing like, you know, it's like, oh man, all right, fine, I'm gonna go get it. Like, what's your? I, you're, you're asking the wrong person. Really? I yes, am. really, because my, what I tell all my girlfriends when they call me up and they're like, I saw this person, I love it so much, and it's way out of my price range. I'm like, listen. You don't need it. <laughs> no, no, good you're Tiffany, uh -oh. Tiffany. I tell my friends, listen, if your car broke down today, or your refrigerator broke, or your, you know, air conditioner broke down, or whatever the stupid thing that you would have to replace, right. you'd figure out how to find the money for that piece of shit, wouldn't you? And they go, yeah, and I'm go, go buy that purse, girlfriend. Go buy that purse because you know what? That purse is going to make you happy and you're going to put that purse on your arm and you're going to walk down the street feeling good and whatever. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, go buy the purse, girlfriend. <laughs> you might not be here tomorrow. Go buy that fucking purse. I am the wrong person to ask. Yay! Yay! That's how I feel about it. I love purses, but the you know mindset what? of that you only live yeah. once, you, you, you only get live once, go tomorrow. buy the purse, I that a lot, actually. go I buy too. the purse, yeah. go buy the purse, go but buy the shoes, the buy the lipstick, the buy the, yeah. go get it, go get it and enjoy it. You'll figure out how to pay for it, That's you'll funny. figure it out. I, I hear you, I hear you. Oh, I guess it's perspective of how you think, please. right? And culture, how you were raised. But in this, on the other side, ask Sharon how much money she has in the bank. Millions. I got negative three hundred and twenty-seven dollars. <laughs> negative three. I'm telling you, my oh, I went. Sure. I overdrew my account yesterday because the car payment was due. But but then I put my paycheck in, and now it's back up You're where it needs to be. But so what? I could be yeah. dead on Monday. Who cares? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. For you. I, have. I have a beautiful family. I have a beautiful grandson mm -hmm. who lives. Who just. I have. The, I have the, a beautiful life. You're blessed. I have a beautiful life. Who cares? I don't care. So, I'm the wrong person to answer. No, uh, I think that was a good perspective to have. I, I, I'm trying to uh, be very positive with, with how I live my life. You want to get married? So, See, uh, I'm just going to get married. I'm going to go with my third husband. He's going to pay all my bills. <laughs> positive thinking is so important because, like, we're, like, like you said, you can get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? So, and then the big thing for me is, like, the uh, reflection on the past, right? Mm -hmm. Trying to, like, say, okay, you know, 
it's like driving a car, right? You, you, it's okay to look through the rear view because you got to, you know, you got to see what's going on, but you don't want to look in the rear view for too long. That's the kind of same thing with the past. Like, you don't want to look in the past for too long because it's distracting what's going on right in That's front of you. That's right. So, don't have you know, any for regrets. me, it's about positive thinking and, and just uh, basically, hey, this this happened, but it already happened. It's done. That's right. right. So I need to look, you know, onward and upward. You know? Onward and upward. You got to keep, you know, going forward. So That's right. The thing I would say is, like, yeah, man, I could be dead tomorrow. So That's why the right. hell am I stressing about stuff that happened you can't ago, worry about what happened. You know, why am I stressing about stuff that in the future that may not even happen? That's right. You know, so I think the, trying to rebalance yourself. I'm no therapist, but it's just my own little theory. Joe, buy the purse. <laughs> Quit your job. The buy the ticket. What does it take to ride? What's that T-shirt say? Yeah. Buy the purse. Fine. Buy yeah. the purse. <laughs> I don't understand that about women with purses. And not all women, are, but that's okay. Not so, everybody. So many things not come everybody's up. like that. I do hear you, Joe, with the whole analogy with the rear view. And they say if you're looking in the rear view mirror, you're doing it just to be introspective about right. um, something specific in the past that you know may be impacting you. Maybe it's a sign that you need to process and get some closure, talk about it, go to a therapist, or just call up a friend. But if you're recognizing it's every day, all day long, yeah, if you're feeling heightened negative emotional states for extended periods of time, it's usually some sort of like indication that something needs to be done about this right. um, I need to process it figure out what's going on um, but if that's like an everyday thing whatever the little little problems like for somebody all the time they're making this mountain of this molehill then it could potentially be like a mental health condition right. that's so um, but it's damaging. important to know where you came from so you don't repeat mistakes and you can Agreed. have a better understanding of where you'd like to go if we're just running around painting the town red all the time and then wondering why things are never going right. our way we have to kind of pump the brake sometimes and look at Absolutely. You know, what role we play and why we're not happy and on that, what you're talking about with the purse is, I have no problem giving that advice. I think that advice um, can be applicable in certain situations, but if it's, let's say it's that same girlfriend's calling you every weekend yeah, or every other week, yeah. then you want to ask her, well, is that purse really going to make you happy? Are you, maybe you have an addiction to shopping, or is it some sort of external locus of control that you're trying to fulfill your Anything internal in excess happiness? is never good. So true. Never, it's, if it's, it's excessive, then it's definitely not good. Balance. And any addiction moderation. is not good. This is true. I mean, any addiction. Not healthy. Yeah. You know, unless we're talking about sex and then. <laughs> no, I'm, only, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, people. Kidding you don't make accommodations for that addiction. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so. Um, but some people. Um, you know, they take it to the extreme also with being the opposite of saving every penny and they don't spend anything. And then they're, you know, they're in a relationship with someone who doesn't, you know, they're like miserly and then they don't even have fun and they don't enjoy anything. And then I get those phone calls too. That's like, you know, my boyfriend won't even, you know, pay for dinner. And, you know, I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, that's retarded. Like, what are you doing? And, you know, so there's, there's always an extreme, and I don't believe in extremes for anything. Like, everything should be done in moderation. But if we're not recognizing that that behavior is extreme, and for us maybe it's typical because it's how we were raised, right. or it's how our thought processes are, or it's our cultural upbringing, right. we might not necessarily know that. Right. Right. You're That's absolutely true. right. Mm -hmm. 
That's crazy to think there's so many different perspectives out there. Oh, yeah. Well, how you're raised and yeah. the kind of culture you were raised in or the family that raised right. you. Like, you don't know all these things when you're a kid, all these little lessons yeah, that you learn, thoughts that go through your mind. How they into impact a, an you. Adult, your perspective could be completely different than somebody totally. else's. It's amazing, though, if you think about that psychological it is. way, how, how the mind works and yeah. how we identify things and see things based on our experiences in the past. You yeah. know? It's, it's incredible, but you can't grow from those things. Right. You know? you could, I think like people in crisis, you, know, you can make that decision, well, you know, all this stuff happened to me, what do I do? Do I let right. it knock me down? Do I go to the bottle? Do I go to the to needle? Do I go to the needle? Right, exactly. You know, victim, poor me, right. poor me, or do I stand up and say, you know what? This is a part of life. You know, these right. things are going to happen. I'm not going to let trauma define yeah, me. Right. right, exactly. I know people who they're, they're literally, what you just said, their past defines them. Like, all they talk about is, well, this is what happened to me when I was a child, and that's why I can't move forward, and that's why I'm a drug addict, and that's why I'm... Those are well, excuses. Right. Yeah. I'm like, well, I went through the same thing you went through. I never even smoked a cigarette. I don't know. People cope differently. Right. It's like, stop. Just, come on. Stop. Please. 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 Got a okay. life to live too. You it's got like, a life to live. Hey, like, look, like I'm 36, right? But all right, great. You know, stuff happened to me in the past, but it's like, man, I got all this to go. Right. It's a marathon. I got right. so much coming up this way. Right. You know what I mean? Sometimes being understanding, and of course, when humans typically we don't understand something, we're fearful of what you know we might not know. Mm -hmm. um, but understanding that some people have um, different, uh, like that's I literally thought. My mind just went had blonde moment of what I was just going to say. Just well, you're saying right coping out. mechanisms, and I and, and I. No, it was about when you're talking about looking forward into the future. Mm. Uh, it's going to come back to me and something else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I if if I may, just refer back to what you were saying before about the rearview mirror, mm -hmm. and I appreciate that rearview mirror because it's good to remember, like you said, where you come from. Right. Because those are lessons. And we all need those lessons so that we can learn from them and grow from them, and but keep moving forward. Right. Like, you got to keep going that way, not, not regress backwards. And I feel like when people say, well, this is who I am today and I'm going to stay this way because of what happened to me 30 years ago. Right. That's a regression. Mm -hmm. That's not productive. Like, you need to keep going that way, not that way. Like, I don't, you know... The expectations, just, that's what I was going to yeah. say. Our expectations that other people would be or think or do how we are or how we would think and how we would do. I get caught up in that a lot. I'm very guilty of that. I have sometimes really high expectations for things so that I. people are just like, Tiff, I have high you gotta come down. Always. And then I, there's other things that I'm just like, oh, whatever it is what it is. And people are like, whoa, that's pretty serious. Like, you should have higher expectations of that. So, but I have to try to remind myself of that, be cognizant that just because I might mentally be there and you're talking about that whole happiness, how you try to be happy every day. For a long time in my life, happiness was a struggle. You know, that whole glass half empty, glass half full. Yeah. There was no glass. There would be days where I was just you so angry or depressed when I was younger. Yeah, so it's 
it's hard to just kind of say, I can be positive. No matter what happens, I can kind of just look mm -hmm. to the future. That's a lot easier said than done. I mean, if we sure don't have is. supports in our life or coping skills Support. or the ability to reframe some of the negative to the positive on our own, you have to learn that over time. You have to be taught that. And if that wasn't your way of thinking, you have to change your neural pathways. And those right. things can take some time. Not to say it can't be done. I used to be very envious of those people that would walk around when they were happy all the time. What do you got to be happy about? <laughs> Yeah. Whistler, yeah. Whistler, yeah. Whistler, yeah. Whistler, yeah. Didn't like, you want to punch them? I did, I did, Sharon. Get out my face, yeah. And Whistler's... Yeah. Do you think it's possible that people could change their thing? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I one of them who's done it. I do yeah. too. I wouldn't be able to do therapy I that do I didn't too. believe in yeah, if it was something and I know insurances are all will only reimbursed with the yeah. evidence based practices. Yes, evidence based practices are very important, but I wouldn't be able to do anything in therapy if I was gonna tell one of my patients, you know, you gotta get honest, you know, you cheated on your wife or something like that. I would expect that of myself in my own life yeah. if that's something that I'm gonna be working a process in my patient and they're saying do you think I should be honest? I mean, I can't tell them what to do, but I can process with them, you know, well, do you want to be honest? And what would that look like? And if you didn't want to be honest, how would it impact you? But then, of course, you think to yourself, well, I would have to be honest. Like, if I'm going to sit here and hold this person with compassion and go through this with them, that's something I would expect for myself, right. too. Right. Question for you. So, for at least for, I can only speak for myself. Sure. So, for me, I had a, a, a challenging year, but I was able to overcome a lot of negativity and I and I, I guess because of the negativity I was able to tell myself I need to change the way I think and change my perspective in life and the things that I want for myself the things I want to kind of project into the world but and it's interesting because of all the stuff that has happened to me sure. um, it brought me to think this way because I've never thought this way before so my question to you is that happen to me because of situations that have occurred in the past. Right. But for somebody that is going through stuff, right. you know, how, what would be your advice to them to kind of find that area in their brain where they could change their thinking but they don't see it yet? Is there a... a Motivational interviewing techniques. Okay. Finding out what motivates everybody. I use this example a lot in therapy sessions. I, you know, if my dog, it's raining outside and I gotta take my dog outside and poop, I might wanna wait 10 minutes for the rain to stop. Cause I know, A, I don't wanna get wet, and B, my dog's probably not gonna poop in the rain. Does that mean I'm lazy? And no, it just means I'm not motivated to go outside when it's raining. So it's just finding what people's motivations are for certain things. You know, somebody's is a beer, somebody's is a coffee, somebody's is a cake. Everybody's got different stuff for them. Um, so for you, that was maybe enough for you to realize. And in hindsight, you also said it was a full year. It wasn't just one day. Um, but you were able to realize and process through that you didn't really like certain things that had transpired in that year, and you were willing to do something about it. So you didn't just have the insight to recognize you, what you were feeling, that you weren't happy, and really to identify and hone in on those things that needed to change. But you also bridged the gap between having the insight and having the judgment to improve upon making those behavioral changes so that you are continuing down the paths, making some of those same mistakes, which you already knew resulted in you feeling sad or what have you. But a lot of people, that whole shame I was talking about earlier and the negative self-judgment, 
So people will actually have the insight, which is almost worse. They say that ignorance is bliss. If you have the insight to know what works for you and what doesn't work for you, but you bridge the gap to have improved judgment, you're not really sure how to make changes or who to ask for help or what you should be doing, and you stay stuck and you're knowing that it's not working and you're not happy, that's really when you have that conflict inside that cognitive dissonance of like, I'm so unhappy, this isn't working, I don't know what to do, I feel stuck, I feel powerless, and that's, that's a really bad place to be mentally and emotionally. So I commend you for being able to do and make the changes. Lots of, lots of mistakes, but I think we got there. If you're learning from them, then they were all worth it. Yeah, I, I, I said that today, actually. But uh, yeah, it is. You know, you can look back and you say, well, am I going to cry about all the mistakes I made or all the stuff that happened to me? Or am I going to say, you know what? In a way, it's a good thing because, you know, I was able to learn a lot from it and learn a lot about myself, you know? So, hey, look. I don't have all the answers, but I know that I feel it works for me, you know? And I think that, um, what about, so I had another theory. Sure. <laughs> so the aliens theory? Now, yeah. The aliens, I've been a couple of times. Okay. That's for the next one, yeah. That's usually the here at the, robot, <laughs> here at the robot, but I may as well plug them now. Guys, we, we've been at this great place, and I love this place, Robot, the Mad Robot, Mad robot Brewing Company, Company in Boca Raton. So if you haven't been here, check this place out. It's an awesome place. Sharon will tell you. Really oh, it's your guy thing podcast. How cool really is, is this? It really is. I love it. So, yep. You could actually get your own. If you want to be a member of the Oil Can Club here, you could be a, a member, like Tiffany just showed you. Maybe you can see it, maybe you can't. It's kind of tough with the light, but it says a guy thing podcast on it. I am actually member number one. Wow. So I'm very Uno. special. <laughs> I feel special at least. But uh, it's a cool place. They do a homebrew class, 25 bucks a person. If you want to do like a date or something like that, or just with your friends, for $25 a person, you get two beers included. You learn how to brew your own beer. In four weeks, when the beer is ready, you can come here and drink for free on the tap. It's a good deal. That's nice. And then they have open mic night. You'll see Sharon here with her boobies out and doing <laughs> a whole comedy skit. She <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty. They've got art on the walls, comfy couches. It's really great. Nice yeah. aesthetics. Yeah. It's, it's a, a great place. It's very welcoming. Great crowd. Great yeah. audience. Great comedians. And they don't just have comedy. Uh, on open mic night, it's not just comedy. They have uh, musicians and, um, you know, sometimes it's even, um, what do you, I mean, I don't want to say poetry. <laughs> yeah, like, um, poetry. Yeah. you know, like, I mean, it's just really cool. Um, the vi It's a young vibe. Because um, I know a lot of you are going, she's so fucking old. Well, I don't want to go there. It's not just old people like me. It's young people. It's really cool. You guys will love it. Yeah, check it out. It's a cool bit. In my opinion, and I'm not just saying it. He's young. They love <laughs> 36 years young. But yeah, that's young. So, but you got to check this place out. In my opinion, I've been to a lot of the breweries here. I love breweries, but I this is by far the best one in Palm Beach County. So, wow. you, got, well, you guys got to check yeah. this out. The that's beer is incredible. Statement. I'm sold. I'm going to have one now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. There you go. Thank you. That's awesome. And um, so the, my other thing was, um, all right, so my other theory was um, creating the world you want to live in. Mm. So my, my and, and this is kind of based on the podcast, but I wanted to get, I know there's a lot of people out there, myself included, where we kind of let the world dictate how our life is going to go. 
we let the world tell us what's good, what's bad, what to do, what not to do, what's cool, what's not. You should look this way, you should not look this way, right? There's a lot that the world tells us. Yeah. So when I started this podcast, I got a lot of support and a lot of flack for it, right? That and, means you're doing it right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I don't care. Like, I just want to do it. I don't really have any other motive. Right. I just think it's kind of fun. And one of the things for me was that Sharon knows me from acting. I, I, I was so passionate about it when I started acting. I did it for like seven or eight years. I got my eligibility to join the guild. Sharon's in the guild. So you cool. Know, and and I, I was sold out for it. Like, I wanted to be an actor. But I had to work full time. It's very hard to do these auditions, going to Miami and, and, and doing these auditions Monday to Friday, nine to five. It's hard to hold a job while doing that. That's why a lot of people wait tables and stuff. Right. So I took a long hiatus from it. But when the podcast was presented to me, I'm like, well, this is kind of like a artistic outlet for me. I can still kind of do the entertainment thing. Right. Not on a grand level on the silver screen. Sure. But I could do something that's and kind of fill that void in my life. It's meaningful Something that I enjoy to do. So when I was getting like the flack from it, and you know, I was like, ah, what are you doing? That's stupid, you know? I was saying to myself, well, maybe you think it's stupid, maybe the world thinks it's stupid, but I don't. So I kind of done with that whole theory of like, I'm going to do, because the world tells me I need to do it, I'm going right. to do it. So now, because we talked about you could be dead tomorrow, why not create the world that you want to live in right now? And I know that people that are listening are thinking that same exact thing, like, yeah, right, you know, I gotta go to work every day, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, but what is that true passion that you really want to do? Right. How could you input that into your life? Oh, such a great question. You know? I do. Is that? I'm asking you. Oh my God, well, I don't have all those answers. (laughs) If I did, I'd probably obviously be like a multi-billionaire or something. Um, I guess you just have to, take each day in stride not let it be you down so that you can work to find just like when people ask me what's a boundary how do I create a boundary in my life well we don't know that there's a problem till the problem comes up and then you say oh that sucked I'm gonna create the boundary so that doesn't happen to me again I mean when people would say to me today look well what would you do if you had a million dollars I'm like oh maybe I'd open up a dog rescue I love dogs maybe I'd open up a battered women's shelter for you know women in crisis and families things that I'm passionate about you know, I'd love to travel the world. These things are all important to me. So I'm trying to do more for me that makes me happy. I have a trip to Mexico, I think I was telling you. Tell me about I that. have it's booked, I'm very fun. excited. Yeah. Um, just trying to find out things that do make me happy and it's not necessarily what the social media and the world is telling you. So uh, I, I really don't have a good answer for that. You gotta try it out, see what sticks and yeah. if there's things that you really are gravitating towards or people that make you happy, spend more time trying to do those things that make you happy right. and find out you know, why they make you happy and if, I'm not advocating anybody go quit their day job, but if you have things that you gravitate towards, I know just the other day I was having a conversation with a good close friend of mine and I was saying how that whole, uh, for all the things that we've invented in the world today to fix problems, why does five o'clock traffic still exist? And really, like, why is that not fixed yet um, or addressed? And, and there's days when I'm just driving to my regular job in, in the traffic, and I'm like, this is not what humanity is supposed to be. This is not what existence is supposed to be. People flipping each other off and cutting each other off and just, like, this heart pounding and you're stressed out. By the time you get to work, you're ready for a nap. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And, and I, I think to myself some days, I'm like, well, this is not really what 
life is supposed to be for anybody, especially not for me. And if I really don't want this to be my life anymore, what is it that I could work towards? What goals do I have? Realistic goals. And of course, you try things. You dip your hand in some cookie jars. You see what works out. Yeah. Um, you spitball ideas. You talk about them with other people. You research them. You try them out. I'm in the middle of doing that for myself or other different career avenues as well. So there's really no one area. It's just, I guess, if I had to say one thing to choose, it would be don't be afraid to fail. Everybody fails, we're supposed to, and we learn so much from failing. I think so often people don't try because they're afraid of failing, and it keeps them stuck in quicksand for so long. And I've heard people say on your deathbed, the last thing you want to do is have resentment. So if you know, you're going to live your life, it's the only one you got based on what religious beliefs you have, try it out. You know, don't have any regrets. I sent this to you. Maybe you've heard it, maybe you didn't, but I will send it to you. Yes. It's a, it's a song, but it's really a speech with music in the background. Did you listen to it when I sent it to you a while back? Which one was it's it? It's incredible. It's one of my f most favorite inspirational um, speeches that I listened to. And, uh, I'm sure I, I, I did. I, I got it. Actually, and for the people that are listening, it's definitely something you want to hear. And I'm, i got to pull it up right now for you. I'm not going to play it, but I'll tell okay, you Okay, I'm so interested, can, yeah. But it's incredible. Like, when I first heard it, I have uh, Apple iTunes, so I just put the Apple radio on, and I think I had, like, 90s music on, and this popped up. It was at the class of 99, and it was a speech from an author. And he said, the, like, the most simplest things that made the most sense. Yeah, I listened to it. And I was just it. like, you heard it, I right? What did you think of that? I think I remember thinking I really loved it. Didn't I write back to you and tell you I loved I it? I think so, yeah. I have uh, my memory spotty sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, well, I'm you excited. know, I'm horrible. Uh, I will, I'm going to tell you it's coming up. I got some actually. That's some pretty good songs. I love 80s and 90s music. So, I love uh, it. What's your favorite uh, uh, music from the 80s? Maybe, genre? maybe Heart. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's, uh, oh no, I'm thinking of the other guy. Oh, man. I hate, I hate the fact that I can't. You'll have to post right it later now. on the Facebook. I'll, I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, text I it to me. Tell you guys what this. That's one like is me with right the movie now. earlier. Yeah, I call them blonde on my phone, yeah. but I got <laughs> you guys on my phone. I think I can find it though. But uh, yeah, so it, it was just a cool song. Like it, it, it said, he says, "Wear sunscreen." That's the first thing I'm going to tell you. Wear sunscreen, and then you know he starts saying these things like, you know, the class in '99. He goes. You're not going to appreciate your youth until it's gone. Of course. And then, uh, you know, respect your elders. Uh, if you have siblings, have a good relationship with them because most likely they're going to be the ones that are going to stay with you in the future yeah. when everybody else is gone. Get to know your parents because one day they won't be here and you're going to wish you got to know them. And he just says, like, all these things. And you just, it, like, it literally is a, a speech that kind of flashes your entire life before you rise in a matter of three and a half minutes. And you're just like, like he goes from beginning to end, right. and it's just, it it's really good. It's so cool. It really hits home for everything that's going on in your life. I just, I don't know, it's just... I'm excited cool to hear it, yeah. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It's uh, it's really cool. Sorry, guys, I don't remember, and I don't want to keep flipping through my phone. And be <laughs> it's rude. okay. But, uh, yeah, I think it's really cool. But I want to cut that cake. I want to have some... I'm ready. You should do it. Shot. You need you to do it. it. No, you need to do it. Your parents bought it, and you need to do it. It's, right. it's not my own. I'll make a mess. You do the first cut, yeah, and then I'll do the slicing if I'll you try. like. I'll yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. And I'm def I definitely want a bite. That's for you. Thank you. It'll go good you. with the coffee beer. Thank you.
I love We're these tables eight, right here. Can I just point out what's on these tables? It's schlacked board games from like the 90s yeah, or something. Oh, this wow. one is Candyland, but this one is Clue, and they're so cake. awesome. Okay, you made the slice. Thanks, mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad. Haven't met you guys, but you're pretty cool. Yes, they are. They are the best. And I really hope that they it's it's on my phone. Have you had them on that your you, My Facebook no, Live is not sideways. I hope the session. Facebook Live yeah. isn't sideways. You think it's sideways? No. Not with, no? You sure no, you about do. that? Oh, I can't wait to taste it. Mm. Hey, what's up, Brittany? Thanks, Beck. I will send you the song. It's, it's an awesome song. Oh, she knows it. What is it? What's it no, called? No, no, no. She wants me to send it to her when I find it. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. I'm going to Is it? Shout I out just, to Publix. I just wow. want you guys to all know I yeah. cut myself the biggest slice. Good for you. Good. Because okay. I'm a Gavon. And I'm Gavon. taking... You know and I'm taking. Is? Tell, tell Tiffany it's a what a Gavon pig. is. <laughs> Delaware comes from. Is it Italian? It's Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Italian language. Italian. Yeah. The Italians. <laughs> oh, my family's Jewish. I can see that. <laughs> is that literally what a gavone is? What is it? What is it? What is it? I thought it was a gavone. It's like a. Pig. Is a gavone? Yeah. Is is like that what it is, guys? No. Any of my Italian friends? Is that really, really what a gavone is? Like the literal translation? I think it's a was it something this else? This is really good. Like a swine, a pig, a gavone? I think. That's I don't know. What it is. I think so. I just say it. That's what I think of when I hear Gabon. Gabon, Gabon. How you doing? Thanks oh so much God. for having oh me, Oh my guys. God, this Publix? Awesome. I love Publix. It was my Publix. pleasure to have you on. I'm so happy that you came on the show. Cheers. Let's cheers. 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 Salud, Chandan. Salud. <laughs> guys, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Episode 50 in the book. Season 2 starts next week. We're in Season 2. Woo, so cool. Woo uh, 50 episodes in, in a year, so I only missed wow. two weeks, so not bad. Wow. Pretty cool. Why so, did you so miss amazing. two weeks? What happened? Just, you know, some family stuff. Holiday. You know, yeah. Holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exercising self-care. Well, don't let that happen in season two. Oh, thank you. See, I got <laughs> expectations for season two. Double Gotta up on the it. week before High and the week out. <laughs> well, no, seriously, the cool thing about it is that you want to talk about creating your own world, guys. I... I may preach that on every episode, creating the world that you want to live in, because it's so important to be happy and oh get that self-fulfillment. But with the podcast, I created this little podcast bubble that I live in. But it's so cool because for the people that have been listening since day one, you got to see the evolution of this thing mm. happen. So like, it started from my kitchen with just a microphone, no camera. Now I've had Skype interviews with athletes and celebrities, and, and, and you know things are starting to transition, and it's about that. That positivity, that you know, don't let negativity knock you down. Um, you understand the fact that you're going to get told no a lot, you're going to fail a lot, but the idea is to stay in it for the long haul. The the, the, the actual percentage is 60% of podcasts don't make it to episode 10. Wow. So I'm in a 40% range right now, and my plan is to be, you know, 1% range. That's my plan. So growth. And my that's right. And and in my perspective of it is, if I could start from my kitchen, and now have athletes and celebrities and, and do a weekly live show on YouTube, well, I could take that to the next level now. You know, so guys, think about the things that you want to do in your life. 
Even if you start small, just do them because it's going to make you happy and bring you joy. You don't know what's going to come from that. So create the world that you want to live in and stop thinking about what other people tell you how to live. Just do it. Just don't do you not hurt anybody. Have some cake. Have a beer. Have a cup of coffee. How you doing? <laughs> Buy the purse. Buy yeah. the purse. Like she said, forget Buy about the Buy the ticket, quit the job, take the ride. <laughs> We're going to send you guys those t-shirts. Can I say one thing? You can say two Any things. of you watching on my um, Facebook Live, my Facebook friends and family, if you think that you might want to be a guest on Joe's podcast, reach out to me. If you think you're like a reasonable enough celebrity down here. Um, or even if you want to Skype, if you're living up in New Jersey or New York or wherever the hell you live in, reach out to me. I'll pass your information along to my friend, good friend Joe, and maybe we can get you guys together, rabbit. okay? <laughs> I will tell you, um, and it's not just for like people that are trying to be famous or are famous, interesting stories. That's what I'm looking for, success stories. People that are able to overcome a lot in their life and get to uh, the next level. Self-motivators, inspiring stuff for my listeners. Because I feel that if I could put out a show that's inspiring to people, I can inspire others so they can do something with their life that they want to do and then inspire others. It's all about a chain reaction. Relatability. Yes, I like that. And there's enough negativity on social media, in the world, on the news. So true. So let's switch it up and be positive. Right? Yeah. Am I the most positive guy in the world? No, but <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta find an even balance in your life, even yeah. when the shit hits the fan. You do. So, guys, that's it. That's all I got for you today. Have the cake. Have the coffee. Buy the purse. Have a beer. Much love, Tiffany. Thank you. Much love, so guys. And for our listeners, how uh, can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, my phone number is 561-569-2203, and you can go on the website, uh, veganlife.net, and send an email. Thank you. Yay! Uh, tomorrow, I will announce the winner of the discount to awesome. uh, meet with Tiffany on social media, so get Thank ready. Thank you. One of the subscribers will be a winner, so stay tuned. Yay! <laughs> All right, guys, have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in on a random time on a Saturday. Enjoy Bye. your weekend. God bless you all.